Hello, everybody. Yes, that was me doing some shitty beatboxing. Figured I would throw a little something into the mix here. <laughs> anyway, uh, today, I, I've, I've been in kind of a weird place, actually. Um, I don't know if I want to go into it, but I've been in a, a weird mental place, and I, I'm glad that I have gone through such a period of growth in the last year that I am able that I've got some tools at my disposal to deal with it. I can honestly say today was kind of weird for multiple reasons. One, it started off it actually started off good, but as soon as the sun came up, shit just starts hitting the fan a bit. So I get up at two, like I normally do during the weekdays, start my teaching, working online, and by about nine o'clock I before by 9 o'clock, I had gotten some messages earlier in the morning that there had been some problems at the family business. So I compartmentalized those into a different part of my head, finished my, my work, and then immediately contacted my dad, confirmed that there were some issues, and got, got to work. And of course, uh, I've actually got pretty good at dealing with those. But then I get a call. Hey, can I run and do this last-minute emergency kind of thing for a customer? And that immediately, immediately got my blood pumping because it, it's not really necessary. Like it's not a super necessary thing for, for us to do as a company or for us to do for this customer. But it's something that we have done in the past when we had you know resources available and we really didn't have those today. So... I start, I'm just like fucking pissed, but I was more, much more under control. I've noticed than in the past, in the past, I would have just flown off the fucking handle and then come back to earth (laughs) afterwards. Whereas this time I felt the, the anger rising. I felt the frustration getting to me and I could feel it. And I, there was a dialogue in the back of my brain saying, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, while it's happening. And I did get angry, not as angry as I think I would have in the past, but I did get angry, and then it dissipated quickly. So just to give you a little window into my world here for a second, that has been something that I have noticed in the last couple weeks. I have implemented a series of exercises and routines into my daily life to help me better manage stress and anxiety and just uncertainty in life and to make me more mentally strong, to make me more emotionally uh, stable. And one thing I've noticed is that my mood gets back to equilibrium much quicker. So I still get pissed off at things. I still get angry at things. But instead of it, you know, when somebody says something to you and it just really pisses you off, uh, I've noticed for me what's happening is I'm bouncing back much quicker. So in the past, I would have kind of stewed in it maybe for an hour, maybe for maybe throughout the day, you'd come back to it over and over again. Whereas uh, recently, it's nope, nope. It uh, comes and then it goes, and of course, you know, I, well, that's what I've noticed primarily. I think that's been a big deal. That's been something I have definitely noticed. So, 
I go about, you know, I just get started. And throughout this day, it was kind of filled with little hiccups. Part of it was because I'm tired, you know, by 12 o'clock. By 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I've been working for 12 hours. So that, I mean, and I'm distracted and things happen when you're doing small business work. You're just, you're putting out fires and I'm not even putting out all the fires, but it's just all, all hands on deck. You know, you're doing a lot of work. So it was really helpful that I was able to put those those um, things I've been practicing and learning uh, and apply them. And another thing I've been dealing with is, and it's been really strange. So I've mentioned in my previous podcast, I've been on this journey of self-improvement. And I can honestly say that the nexus for this journey in its current form, because I, historically I've, I've always been a person who searches out knowledge, but in its current form was the breakup with my girlfriend last year. I've mentioned this previously. It's obviously been a big deal in my life because it, it, sh- it shook my foundations drastically and in a very good way. Uh, I had to really analyze myself and figure out I had to get back to my back to my core reestablish myself because I don't know about other people but after I broke up with her I realized that I had likely been putting too much of my own insecurities into the relationship as in those masked the fact that I wasn't dealing with other things in my life Right, I, I, Maybe I should have confronted family members about issues or I should have taken more risk in other areas of my life, but there's this kind of thing over here called my relationship that kind of masks these other issues, but it doesn't really mask them. Right, It's kind of like taking a pill that masks the symptoms where the underlying disease is festering and killing you. That's kind of how it was where – uh, my issues in my own life I was not taken care of and I realized after the breakup that, oh my God, I've got these problems that I'm not really fucking dealing with and they were psychological, familial, you know, emotional, just all these different things, physical, right? Physical health, everything, just um, perspective shifts that ne- that I needed that I had not gone into, had not confronted. And I've been in a weird space because just, I don't know if it was triggered randomly or what, but I had this really strong desire to reach out to my ex-girlfriend, not in a desperate way, like, oh, I want you back, but legitimately to see like, how's, how's she doing? You know, like I am really interested in having a conversation with her just about life, um, not even to get into a relationship, or at least that's what I'm telling myself. But it was, it just, it was seemed to me kind of random. And uh, as somebody who's been, I've been trying to get back to my core and my foundations, and I'm trying to trust my intuitions a little bit more. And when I say trust my intuitions, I mean like, you know, my internal compass, like not, 
not just, oh, I feel happy, so I'm going to do this, but like if something in me is pushing me to do a particular task or to speak to a particular person, I'm, I'm trying to uh, weed that out a little bit, right? Like instead of just ignoring that like I would in the past, I'm trying to say what, there, what is in this, what's in this push that's, that could be valuable, now, it doesn't mean that there is value in every feeling like that that I have, but it's something I'm trying to work out. So, and there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, I think that somebody who is in touch with their, um, in, their intuitive side, as in their gut, their instinct, I think that you, of course, you can make plenty of mistakes, uh, but I'll tell you what, some of the best things I've ever done uh, and there were some really great things I've done in in terms of sports, in terms of you know just making certain decisions in your life that you know in your gut you need to make. And when you make those, you're like, holy shit, I'm so glad I made that decision. That's why it's important. Anyway, back on track. So I just – I was battling with this feeling of should I reach out to her? Do I look desperate? Do I look like a fucking idiot if I do this? You know? Because honestly – me and this girl are very ambitious and we're also kind of proud and stubborn. So neither one of us was going to do anything, you know, was going to reach out to the other um, probably ever. But I have just was like, you know what? Been thinking about her. How the hell is she doing? You know? Um, so I was looking for her contact information and at, you know how your smartphone is i meant to click on her information to see it and the phone automatically dialed it and this was like 7 30 in the morning so i was like oh fuck clicked off but i was like shit it probably rang and it probably looks retarded right like i was in my mind i was like oh taylor you idiot and then i go okay you're not an idiot you just you made a mistake so I stepped back, I thought about it, and I just, you know, sent her a message. It was like, hey, I accidentally called you, blah, 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 hope you're doing well. And I never got anything back. And that's fine. That's, it's fine. But it, some, it, it for me, it was kind of weird to kind of jump back into that space uh, because I don't like to let her preoccupy my mind like in the past that has happened where like that has been an issue and I had to talk to a friend and like kind of get out of it but like I said I feel like I'm coming at this from a different from uh you know a different angle uh one of genuine interest in conversation but you know uh however it works out I think is good if uh if she doesn't respond if she doesn't contact me that's probably a good thing, and that's just how how it goes, you know. That's just how it goes, and I think that's fine. That is okay. I do not expect I do not expect her to respond. I mean, it's been like a year and four or five months. We both moved on with our lives very significantly, I'm sure. But that was also part of the intrigue, right? Was hey, like, what do you, you know, what's going on here? Especially. Uh, considering the occupation that she was going into. So 
I've just been in, in that kind of a space the last two days as well. That was a test, uh, in my opinion, of of also this these new you know this new mindset kind of uh, exercise and routine I'm trying to activate in myself. So, what do you guys think? Anybody out there? Have you been on a journey? Have you been on a uh, on a path? What started it? Uh, because from my experience, a lot of times we tend to kind of walk through life in the momentum, as Joe Rogan has said very wisely and succinctly, it's that we tend to just run off the momentum of our pasts. And I really do believe that. And that's why this whole thing, this is one reason why I keep bringing up even you know my ex-girlfriend is because that breakup was the nexus of so much growth that I've had. It's just, it's impossible for me to separate the two. And that might be also part of that issue there, why I felt the need to reach out because I'm like, in some ways I feel better than I ever have before. And there's people that I want to talk to and reach out to, but of I'm sure as everyone else has experienced in their lives, you know, a lot of people don't really care what you have to say. <laughs> you know, I have a couple friends um, that do listen to what I have to say, and we have really good conversation. But everybody's got busy lives, and so it can be difficult to express that. Holy shit, you don't understand. Oh, this is my whole life is different. And I actually would like to take the second here to kind of dive into. A, another fundamental change that occurred within the last three months. So this change, I had a realization about three months ago. It was back in July, beginning of July, and we're about to be in October now, so almost three months ago. And I was, I follow some I follow some intellectuals online, some from the intellectual dark web. I love listening and reading and hearing Jordan Peterson. I have been a fan of certain things of Stefan Molyneux. I know that's going to turn a lot of people off. I listen to Dave Rubin, Rubin Report, Ben Shapiro. Um, you know, just there's a myriad. Of individuals. And I, oh, uh, I've loved reading this book. I read the book and listened to it on audiobook, uh, a book by Nassim Taleb called uh, Fooled by Randomness. I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast all the time, and he has all kinds of great guests on. And there's this about three, two and a half months ago, I'm driving in my car listening to a Rogan podcast. I believe he had on George St. Pierre's martial arts trainer. And while they were discussing, they were discussing the training methods, which I loved hearing. Oh my God, so valuable. As a martial artist, I loved hearing it. I've implemented some. And towards the end of the podcast, they start talking about philosophy because it's a Faraz Sahabi. 
and he is very into philosophy. I believe he has a degree in it, and that's something he likes to think about in his free time. And he, I can't really go into it in you know this kind of podcast format that I'm doing here, but he essentially helped me connect some dots in a metaphysical, philosophical way that had a direct impact on how I view my physical being, which was very powerful and, and, and had it invigorated me with an energy I haven't felt in a long time. And if I can, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but the idea was essentially that science, he was, oh yes, Faraz Sahabi, you can check this out, Joe Rogan, Faraz Sahabi. A lot of people will disagree with him, I'm sure, but this is what I got from it, and this is not saying it's correct, this is what I've got, this has really been helpful for me, was that science has a lot of woo-woo in it, which means like kind of magic or bullshit or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever, dude, you're, you're insane. Science doesn't have a lot of woo-woo magic bullshit. And he brought up the idea of gravity. And I've heard this idea before, but it didn't make any sense. And he was talking about how the idea of gravity has changed, you know, a certain number of times over the last few hundred years. And he's right about that. Uh, Gravity used to be known as a – well, first off, before they thought about gravity – at, I'm not sure how anyone would have thought about gravity if they did at all, if they just thought it was magic, like that we were here and the stars were there in the sky. But then Newton, you know, had the theory of gravity that I believe, you know, things fall towards the earth, that it's the mass of the earth that generates a force called gravity that things go to. But then under Newton's theory of gravity, the it is the idea that gravity is a pushing force this is what i got from this i could be wrong where things are coming towards the earth and the earth is pushing out against space time and so there's different and you can look this up it is legitimate these are two different ideas of gravity and we do live in a einsteinian universe to you know like that's what we base a lot of our for pra- all practical purposes your mathematical calculations using Newton work but if you want you know scientists i guess use einstein's theories of relativity for more advanced things like you know looking at light in certain angles cuz i like curves around objects because space time and things like that so anyway regardless of that is that the theories of gravity, of gravity, which are the facts of gravity, basically, the expl- our explanations of gravity have changed significantly over the years. And even currently, our theories, certain theories in science, have changed. Now, what I got from that, this is just getting hard for me to even explain because the realization was just so powerful – But it wasn't that science is necessarily wrong. As in, for example, if, you know, my car turns on, right? Like science 
has allowed us to make, you know, elect, you, you, to harness electricity, to harness, you know, uh, the power of metallurgy and all kinds of things like that. But from what I understood was that science is basically a tool that works until it doesn't work, right? Like, so our theories in science help us when, when a theory comes about and we test it and it works, then we just use it until it comes up against a reality in which it no longer works. And up until then, that is the truth. And we look at that, that's a scientific fact, right? That's a scientific truth, right? So we would say, you know, I throw something and it falls at the earth at this speed, blah, blah, blah. But fundamentally, we don't understand gravity, right? Like, so we can, you know, we can fairly predictably measure what's going to happen, right? We can, we, we can measure outcomes of things scientifically and mathematically in many ways, in, in many domains, not all domains. I mean, there's many fields that science can't touch, and I'm sure that there's many fields that, and I say that, but I don't know what I'm talking about exactly. I would need to sit down and think about this in more detail. But the idea was that the explanations of science are incomplete, and they are always they're supposed to be in, they're supposed to be challenged right you're supposed to get new data and create new hypotheses that hopefully will be tested and become theories that incorporate the old data and theory plus now the new data that did not fit into the old model right and that idea there is that our theories are tools that help us do things in the world. But it doesn't mean that they're absolutely true. It just means they're true enough that they work. Now, he didn't say true enough, but it connected me to a Jordan Peterson podcast where he, you know, Jordan Peterson is a very, very deep philosophical thinker as well as a psychologist. And I highly recommend you go to one of his earlier podcasts. Podcasts, I think it was called Myth and Religion and Reality or something. And he talked about that there's two different kinds of truth that we are currently operating in. One is um, Newtonian truth and the other is Darwinian truth. And when I first heard him say that, I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I literally had no idea what he meant by that. Einstein or Newtonian truth and Darwinian truth. What the fuck does that mean? There's one truth, dude. That's what I wanted to say. There's one truth, Peterson. Uh, and I forgot about it. Well, I thought I forgot about it until almost a year later when Faraz Sahabi is talking about science being magic or not being magic, but having elements, the same elements that we consider magical thinking. Now, he, I, he was exaggerating, I believe. But the idea is that if it works for what we need it to work for, it's true. It's true enough. It's true enough, and that's all we know. And... Peterson had mentioned that with, with Darwinian truth. He said, 
Darwinian truth is the idea that that truth is only that which works over a period of time. Like it's something that works over a long period of time, right? That if you believe it and believing it allows you to act in a way that ensures your survival for a certain period of like over long, long periods of time, then you can say that that belief is true, that that is a true belief. At least I think so. And so I kind of, it hit me all of a sudden that I said, wait a minute, science is true enough thing. And I'm butchering the hell out of this. Maybe I'll be able to put this together together better later. But the idea was, for me, it clicked that science and religion and all of our modes of thinking are not necessarily meant to find, and you should look up Karl Popper. This is where Nassim Taleb came into play. But fooled by randomness, was that we never know true reality or we never know if we know true reality. We can never understand fundamentally if what we're observing is reality, if it's a simulation, what the fuck it is, right? But we do know that if you look at our base perceptions, that there seems to be a fundamental level of our brains are producing, right? These, our senses are getting data, but we don't really know how accurate our senses are. We don't know if the whole universe is, is contained in, in, in our heads, right? If this whole thing is a hallucination. I'm sure everyone's heard about the whole simulation theory and all that. But the bottom line is that if you go around pretending that this whole thing is fake, you're going to die. Right. If you walk around and say, oh, yeah, this isn't real. Oh, I'm going to die. You're not going to eat. You're not going to drink or you're going to just waste away at in a drug sex binge and you're going to die. Right. And so we would say, well, that guy's ideas about life are not true because look what happened. He's dead. And what we would value, what we would measure truth is the actions that can be taken in the world that result in success over the long term that's truth and science falls within that realm where it is not absolutely true in that newton's theory of gravity was not absolutely true but it was true enough for a period of time it was true enough to get the job done and i do and i'm sure i'm oversimplifying but it was very powerful for me, extremely powerful. And it made me realize that maybe we are in some kind of simulation. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But we have to act as though it's true. And that we have to live an ethical, moral life. Or that we have to, even if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in a higher moral authority, you have to act as if it exists in order for your life to follow some kind of coherent path. Otherwise, you will fall into this nihilistic trap where nothing matters, and what happens? You start to slip into death 
because it's why do I go to work? Why do I go to school? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Before you know it, you're slipping away into the great beyond, whatever it may be. And I said, oh, so he said, it was basically that truth is what you act out in the world. That's truth. I'm kind of distilling it for myself here. And so for me, on July, on that July weekend, I believe it was the first weekend in July, it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. I said, holy shit, the only thing that matters is action. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, you know, talking with people, your intentions matter. But fundamentally speaking, over the long run, it's all about your actions, right? It's all about your actions. And that might sound ridiculous that I'm saying this and it's so, whoa. But when I realized that the fundamental nature of reality is uncertain, or when I had this realization for myself that the fundamental nature of reality is uncertain, right? We could be monkeys floating on a spaceship known as Earth. We could be a simulation. This whole thing could be fake. But all I know is that if I act out one of those, of those multiple beliefs, some of those are going to take me down a path that I just don't want to be on, right? If I act out the belief that this is meaningless, a meaningless existence, then there is a high probability that I am going to be miserable as fuck. If I act out other types of thinking, other pathways, those will take me in other directions, And so I started, it just hit me. I said, I have to act out the world I want to create basically for myself. And it, but it was more powerful than the typical, oh, you know, you got to create your thing or you got to do this for yourself. It was like, oh my God, the fundamental nature of reality compels me to act no matter what. And so I must act. If I don't act, I'm acting, right? Like no matter what's happening, the whatever's happening, if this is a simulation, I'm in it. And I have no choice but to make decisions and to act within it. So what fucking decision am I going to make today? And ever since that day, about three months ago, I ha- it was an inflection point. I was already on a good trajectory. It was an inflection point where all of a sudden I said, I have to do more. And that's when I reached out to old family members. I started getting in contact with my grandparents more regularly, going out to their place and helping them more. I, you know, signed up for a Chinese class again. I started going out and dancing every Saturday night. And I started taking a different approach to my life. I started, you know, these breathing exercises and intermittent fasting again and really getting into my nutrition. And because it all just hit me that we do, to a degree, reality happens to us because we are in these boundaries, whatever it is, whether it is reality, whether it is a simulation, no matter what it is, there's these boundaries and these rules that we have to follow. 
but the actions that we take will determine, not entirely, but will largely, which it's so obvious, that it's so impactful in our lives, right? If I make the decision to sit and drink a beer, that could be a horrible decision. Not not just, you know, every, every once in a while you need to take a, a load off, but if it's a Saturday morning and I want to get a bunch of shit done and I crack open that ice cold Corona, put a little lime on top, mm, squeeze that in there, sip it down, enjoy it, then I have another one and another one. Before I know it, it's Saturday evening, the whole day's gone, and I feel like a fucking idiot. What did I do that for? That's an example of not being empowered, not acting out the truth. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. And now, don't get me wrong, there's going to be moments where I'll certainly fall off the wagon, but I have gotten such a new motivation in my life, realizing how important my actions are. And that's, that's been pretty much the inflection point in the last year was this year that I've had, year and three months that I've been really on this journey, I've been on a slow kind of upward course and like I said in a previous podcast, cleaning my room, things like that, you know, cleaning my room and and trying to stay more focused on certain things. And But then it hit me. I just said, what am I doing? The actions I'm taking now are so important. Every action I take is so important. I really should try to make the best out of every action that I can. And I'll tell you what, for some people that might be like, oh, that's a lot of pressure, Taylor. But for me, it was empowering as fuck to go, oh my goodness, my life really does matter. Every decision I make really does matter. And I should probably try to make, while I'm a human and I'm gonna screw it up, I should do my best to make every decision the best possible one I can. Anyway, that's how I got here, talking to my phone. (laughs) Uh, We'll see if that was a good decision. Anyway, that's a little glimpse into how I got here right now. And... Why, I'm not quite sure. You know, like I said, I'm not quite sure why I reached out to my ex. Um, I'd like to think it was because I genuinely want to have a conversation. I think part of it has to do with the fact that it's impossible for me to disconnect my growth with that event. And there's something about me that wants to – like there's something unfinished about it is how it seems. 
but I am not sure. I'm not sure the best path forward. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Anyway, I think that's about all I got for today. So um, thank you for listening. If you did listen, hopefully I didn't totally bore the shit out of you, which I'm sure I did at some point. But thank you if you did listen anyway. All right, guys. Have a good night.